Good afternoon, Anchor Nation. This is your host, Aaron Rollins, from Southeast 3rd, coming at you again live on Anchor and ad-free. Appreciate you tuning in, my three or four listeners out there. If you uh, end up finding my channel further down the road and you just happen to come across an episode like this one, please do some digging. There's some uh, older episodes that are further back that you might find entertaining. I don't, I don't want to guarantee that, but you, you can try. It wouldn't hurt you to spend a few minutes just listening to some of the older stuff. You might, you might learn something new. You know, I try to drop educational kernels where I can. I'm in school right now currently to be a PA, and you're going to hear some background noise. My brother's always giving me shit about uh, doing something while the podcast is going on. And, you know, at least I'm not driving while I'm doing it. Uh, at least I don't have music playing in the background while I'm doing it. Or I don't have kids just walking through. Or making noise while I'm doing it. I could be doing it a lot more irresponsibly. And I did do a few while I was driving my car. And if you listen to the, you know, hear me being a hypocrite. If you listen to some of the other episodes, you'll hear me. And I'll talk about how I'm driving while I'm recording. I'm not doing that uh, for the near future. You know, unless like some sort of emergency. And I I can't record any other way. But I need to record right then and there. Then I I may record in my car. But I'm going to stop doing that. It's, uh, It's just not worth it. Um, it was nice to, to be able to do it on the drive home from school, um, and school for me ended like two weeks ago. I was in the summer, now I'm in the, the fall. Oh God, I got at least another year and a half before I'm freaking done with just my bachelor's. Whoo! Buddy, buddy, buddy. But the, the goal is, is to not be 40 by the time I'm done with my master's. Once I'm done with my master's, then I can actually challenge the PA test and be a PA. And I, I don't want to be 40 years old by the time I'm doing that. That's just a lot. <laughs> it's a long time to wait. I don't want to do that. Back to what I was saying a second ago. I, I um, You know, I could be doing this a lot more irresponsibly. You've heard me doing dishes. If you've listened to some of the other shows, you've heard me in the weight room. Um, I'm really trying to lose some of this weight. I'm officially, I'm officially fat uh, how do I say this? I'm, I'm 230 pounds and my brother just got to like 235, but he's also like eight inches taller than me or, or 10 inches taller than me. I can't remember exactly. I'm five, eight and a half anyway. So, uh, that's not good for my height range. Um, I know some people, um, <clears throat> some people, that are my height that weigh like 30 to 40 pounds more than I do. And that's, you know, the danger zone. I just, I need to get out of the zone I'm in now. You know, and people talk about how difficult it is to lose weight. You just, you really got to include it all. You can't just cut certain types of foods out. You can't just exercise. You've you got to do a little bit of both. My brother's a prime example. My brother's, you know, I, I never really talked about how proud I am of how, of how much weight he's lost. He was in the danger zone too, over 300 pounds. You know, he's got a huge success story. And and, and we got these friends in our circles that like to, to fuck with us and undermine our confidence or undermine our, you know, enthusiasm or whatever and, and make us feel stupid just because they like to get a laugh out of us, you know. But there are some people in this uh, that we know that are so incredibly obese that they, uh, how do you say this? They, they have to have special shirts designed for them to fit 
because they can't wear anything that you would buy at the clothing store. They got to go to special stores to buy their clothes because they are so wide. Uh, you know, some people are just so enormously round that they, they, they have to have a CPAP machine to force air down their fat throat because they're, they're fat around their neck and the fat on their chest is suppressing their airway. All right. And in some cases, that's an emergency if you have a compromised airway. But when they're sleeping at night, these fat individuals can't breathe because <laughs> there's too much fat on their body. All right. Enough fat shaming. Um, you know, people are all about body acceptance and feeling confident in your body. And, you, you know, that's there's something to be said about that. I appreciate that attitude. I just do not think it's okay to be uh, morbidly obese. It's, it's not. Because you, you set yourself up for all kinds of problems as you age, right? And, and then you become a drain on American health care because we have to care for you. And, and people are like, well, that's, that's what I pay for. I, I should be able to take advantage of it even if I'm a fat old bastard. That's not the point, man. The point is, is to take care of yourself and maintain that level of independence and, and usefulness. You're no use to anybody if you can't reach down and tie your own fucking shoes. You're no use to your kids if it wins you just to walk them out to the car to take them to school in the morning. Alright, so that's my two cents on that topic. I could keep going, but I'm, I'm not going to. So, uh, some things have, I've been mentioning about how things have been changing at work. And some of it is uh, a little concerning because... Uh, we got this lady that's moving into a management role, and she's going to share management with our day manager. She's going to be what's called the off-tour manager, and she's a military officer through and through. She's a Navy major. Navy. She's an Army major. She's been in the Army like 20-something years, but she's always been reserves, or she's been reserves for like 10 years now. I, I can't speak 100% uh, accuracy to her service record. I don't know her that well. I know how she comes off. Uh, she's not interested in hearing what you have to say. She's going to tell you what you need to know. And when she asks you to do something, she doesn't want to hear, you know, the, uh, no, I can't get to it right now. She doesn't want to hear, well, I tried, but it didn't work. Or the, well, this came up. You know, she wants to hear, yes, okay, it's done. And <laughs> in the military, that works. But we're not military anymore. You know, some people that come to where I work, they try to treat it like we're still active duty. And I, I'm telling you right now, no, that's not the fucking case. I did not sign a contract. You do not have friggin' arbitrary authority over me or anyone else that works there. Um, she, and, and before people get on my ass about how I feel about this person, I am not the only one that feels that way. There are at least four other people, four, where I work, that are not excited about her taking this job. The only people that it's really going to help are the administrative team. I mean, she was already an administrator, so it's not like she was taking care of patients. She does every once in a while, but she's kind of clueless because she doesn't do it every day. Like, she doesn't know what kind of procedures or notes that we that people like me can do, um, which I find that kind of strange because she's in the administrative team. The administrative team set that job up. She should ha she should be aware of the things that we do. Or can do. Uh, she didn't. She didn't know that we had a note that we could type. It's like, are you not in those meetings? You're 
Are you are you not getting told about this stuff? You should know this stuff. Um, and it's it's just not happening. You know, she she had to ask me. And it was like, hey, we uh, do you guys have this, that, or the other? It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I, di I didn't know that you guys could do that. Yeah, we can definitely if we do a suture procedure or an injection procedure or uh, an incision and drainage or if we put a splint on or whatever. I mean, whatever we do, we can write up a note for. And she's like, no, I wasn't. I didn't know that you guys could do that. I'm like, oh my god, how do you not know this? This job has only been around for four fucking years. Oh, jeez. And, yeah. <laughs> All right, enough about that. Enough of bitching about work. I am still without my car. And I mentioned to my brother in the other, the other chat group, I was like, man, you just need to cut your losses on that thing because it's going to cost you X amount of dollars to get it repaired. And it's a lot. And I've already spent a lot of money on that car now as it is. But it's just I don't have enough money saved up to buy something of equal value, right? I've got a credit card with like 4,000 bucks uh, as a limit on it, and I'm gonna probably spend a little more than half that getting this car repaired, but I can't go to some sort of dealership or whatever and be like, hey, I can put $4,000 down for a car, what can you give me? You know, I'm gonna get shit. Uh, my credit score is only a 700. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in what I can get right now. I need to stretch this car out at least another year. Uh, they're replacing the mechanics. They're replacing the instrument cluster. Uh, they're putting hood supports on it. Um, they already replaced the battery. The battery had a dead fuel, uh, dead uh, cell. So, um, you know, I, I told them from the jump what the problems were, and they still went about it in a roundabout fashion, and here we are two weeks later. I'm paying over 100 fucking bucks in Uber ride fees to get to work and school. It's just fucking stupid. It's stupid. If you get offered, even if it's for two days, <clears throat> if you get offered the goddamn rental car or an upgrade package or whatever, take that shit because you don't know what they're going to do or what problems they're going to come across. And I've learned that the hard way. You know, I'm just hemorrhaging out money once again because of my lack of foresight. I didn't expect – so, all right. You know, all you guys are like, hey, 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 Aaron fucked up again. So, <laughs> um, I I went to the mechanics. I met, or excuse me, I went to a dealership. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a Buick dealership here in Temple. It's the only one. And I'm like, oh, it's got some recalls on it. Maybe if they repair the recall, it'll fix the car. I was kind of on the fence about that because the problems weren't coming from the recall, which is the ignition switch. The problems were coming from the instrument cluster and i knew that but i was hoping that if they fixed the recall they would find the other problem and that would you know resolve itself by what the repairs they were going to do that was not the case i call ahead and they're like you gotta set up an appointment so i set up an appointment i dropped the car off on a wednesday morning it's like 8 a.m and i'm not going to hold this against them they had the car all day wednesday i'm not going to hold that against them because obviously they had more work lined up right but my car sat there all day Thursday, all day Friday, and all of their work day Saturday, and nobody touched it. It stayed wherever it stayed. And then Monday comes around, I don't hear anything, and I call. And they say, or the, the lady that answers the phone says, I'll reach out to the service tech and get back to you. He texts me. He doesn't call me. He texts me and says, sorry, I was off this weekend. I'm just now getting your car. I'm like, it's fucking Monday afternoon, bro. Why did you get this assignment if you weren't going to fucking work on the car? Why? 
Why, why didn't someone else touch this for those three days? I, I'm having to pay 10 bucks a ride to get around right now. Because you guys told me that the car would be finished by Friday or Saturday. That wasn't the case. I even gave them additional time to get the car fixed. I showed up to pick it up. I had to call them and ask them when it was going to be ready because they didn't call me. I had to call and ask when it was going to be ready. And I show up. And when I go to get the car, it doesn't start. Whoop! Big fucking surprise. Surprise, surprise, cockbag. I told you that I had a problem with that. With the power getting sucked out of the battery. And and here it is. They said that they checked it for like two days. They started it up. And it turned, o- turned over. But the day that I go to get it, it doesn't turn over. Oh, imagine that shit. The same problem I've been having, y'all have. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm paying y'all over two grand to get this shit fixed. Thanks a lot. That's That really bummed me out when, he, when I talked to them about the price of that. And I said, well, thank God I got a credit card because... You know, even though this this dealership didn't shoot me straight, this is where I'm at. I um, I would love to fight with them on this, but I've just started realizing, you know, that there's some battles you can't win. You, there's some battles that you're you're just not gonna be able to come out on top, even if you're in the right, even if you can get a lawyer involved, which I'm not gonna do. Um, I I, t- I could because I already paid for repairs. I paid like 350 bucks when I go to, went to go pick up the car. And oh my god, it just irritated the shit out of me. Fuck it irritated me. That I go to get the car, I pay, and then I can't get my car back. And they're not only that, they're going to keep it another goddamn week. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So that's where I'm at. Sitting waiting for my car to get fucking finished service. Getting receipts for Uber and spending money that way. God damn it. So, gotta wait for that to come back. Which, you know, I guess everybody talks about how mechanics and dealerships screw you over. And I was like, I've never had that problem before. Um, Why would I expect to have that problem now? It's a Buick. I'm taking it to a Buick dealership. They should be able to fix whatever's going on with it. Nope! It's a little late in life to be learning this lesson, but... There you go. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Get the fucking rental. You know? So, anyway. Anyway. Um, apart from that, you know, it's fucking hot. I'm doing everything I can to bring my grass back to life. But it's all hot and dead and crunchy. And I'm just watering it for hours a, a day. Trying to get the green to come back. <laughs> You know, I, I can look down the road and see one of my neighbor's houses and his his lawn is perfectly green. Nice, soft, thick grass. Cuts it short and it looks like golf green. And I'm over here looking like the house is abandoned. Grass is all sparse. It's growing tall in some places but not in others because of the weeds. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, the, the beauty of owning a home. I've kind of just been complaining about the same thing over and over again on the show for the last couple of months. Work, the house, my car, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, Nothing really exciting coming up. My brother's trying to plan some sort of um, friggin' trip, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes, you know. I gotta get a workout in. I haven't worked out today. I need to get one done. So, it's uh, the, the garage gym, I actually had a guy from work come over, Levi. 
Levi used to juice and lift real heavy. He, he used to be able to bench press like 425 or 430 or something like that. Some weird number over 400 pounds. He could he could lift. Dude can, and he can still lift, but he's nowhere near as big as he used to be. He stopped juicing and, you know, he's taking it easy um, on his body now. He's, he's doing more things to be limber and athletic like jiu-jitsu. So he's not, you know, ripping his body apart, lifting fucking 600 pounds on the squat rack and deadlifting 400 pounds, so... But we did deadlifts, and we did uh, all kinds of, like, posterior chain exercises. Dude, it was cool. It was cool. The uh, overall atmosphere was kind of gay because it's two dudes sweating it up in a garage. But, you know, I'm, I'm not paying that any mind. I'm just glad that I had somebody to work out with. It's just been me. I've been flying solo in the gym for fucking over two years now. Jesus. But I'm getting workouts in. So if you can work out, please do yourself a favor. Get in the gym, even if you got to go get a membership somewhere. I'm trying to stop going to gyms. I'm trying to have the gym at home. Uh, I follow all these different home gym uh, social media pages. they got some really nice ideas out there, and they got some really good equipment. I don't like the idea of mounting something to a wall of a house. That, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't trust the structural integrity of, structural integrity of it. I don't trust that it's not going to get damaged. When you go to a gym and they've got stuff mounted on the wall... They're responsible for that shit. If I get to working on your squat rack and something uh, busts up against the wall, or if I'm using your cable machine and I pull something down, dude, you should have been maintaining your shit better. There's nothing I can do about that. You know, I use it the way I was supposed to use it, and it broke. But if I do it at home, well, now I gotta bite that bullet. No, I don't, I'm not really, you know, I'm not doing that. So, I am gonna be investing in a shrug bar, the kind that you you stand in the center of and you pick it up and it it, it uh. You can shrug with it, right? You, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not going to explain it. Uh, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to try to get a cable system, one of those modular cable systems that you can do different exercises with, but those things are like three fucking thousand dollars, and if I'm paying over two grand just for my car, it might be a little while before I get that, but that's, that's going to be something I'm going to be looking into. Um, I don't have any colorful social commentary right now. I, I did watch Prey. I wasn't incredibly impressed with it. I, I liked it. But I just felt like, you know, this story could have been about... It could have been kind of like Revenant. If you saw Revenant, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy and some other people in it. And it's about this guy who has a half-native son. And it's based on real people. But it kind of takes a, you know, an imaginary... Uh, how do you say it? It takes a... Um, it's, it's a fictional account of non-fiction people, right? All right, so you get what I'm saying. So this movie, Prey, could have been like that, where this Comanche woman and her Comanche tribe are um, trying to survive some sort of ferocious grizzly bear that's hunting and, and killing you know, so many people and animals. It's killing off their game, or it's running them out of their hunting grounds because it's so big and, and fierce. You know, This could have been about that, but instead it's the predator. You know, and what I liked, and I've talked about this with my brother and then, what I liked about Prey, or excuse me, what I liked about Predator from 1987, this movie had all kinds of production complications. It was filmed in Mexico and the U.S., and they had problems with the Predator suit. They had problems with getting the right actor in the Predator suit. They had problems with making the Predator suit. They had problems with production. The trees that they were filming, the leaves kept falling off, so they had to replace leaves to make it look more jungle-like. Because they're not actually in the jungle, they're in Mexico. 
and they they the place that they were living the hotel while they were doing filming um the water wasn't clean and it made several actors thick uh sick you could see arnold schwarzenegger losing weight as the show goes on because he actually lost weight during filming he um september 9th to the 12th is when our trip is going to be okay so you could see arnold schwarzenegger losing weight as the film is being made because he was actually sick you know, he got. Uh, they all got like diarrhea or some some crap because the water wasn't clean, and they, and he wasn't the only one. There's a bunch of them um, that got sick, and uh, you know they didn't all get sick right away. It all happened at different times. Anyway, that doesn't matter. So you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wedding happening happened during filming. You know, um, back when he was married to Shriver or Shriver or whatever her name is. So you know he had all that going on and. Uh, you know, it just the movie had all kinds of issues. Um, they, they 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 had an idea for the the Predator at first, and they scrapped it. And because Arnold Schwarzenegger said, "Hey, I've worked with Stan Winston on the Terminator. Let's bring him in." Because of him, Stan Winston came in, and that's why you have the Predator look that you have now from 1987 and Predator 2 and 1990 and all those other Predator movies. So, I liked Predator 1987 because the look of the creature. The sounds that it made, the the suspense and the thrill of the hunt that they that they captured, man, it was it was suspenseful. Like you never know when the, the predator is going to show up and and waste somebody. And he he blasted you know Jesse Ventura um, through the chest. And, and one thing about that is that that minigun he's carrying is a very specific special minigun. That's not a real minigun that you would use in combat. They had to, to strip it down and, and change out how it fires and change the way he grips it. They put it on a special pistol grip. I mean, they did all kinds of stuff to make this movie work, but they also did use some technology, you know, like they used the red suit so that they could use, do the camouflage and all that other shit. But with this movie, Prey, it was all CGI. It was all CGI and props, you know. And with uh, Predator 1987, it was a mixture of things. And I think that's what really sold Predator 1987 for me is that it's it's not only about these lean mean you know professional commandos that know how to kill it's it's about the creature that's taking all this effort to to become more lifelike like the the actor was wearing like over 100 pounds of of suit to to be the predator so he had to wear some sort of bungee cable rig so that he could move around more naturally and that it looked good you know, when he was fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger, it looked... I mean, it was kind of weird the way that he moved. But, you know, you, you understand that he's got some restrictions. It looked cool. You know, and with the CGI Predator, yeah, the, the combat scenes are great. But, I mean, you got a girl that weighs like 110 pounds taking down this 8-foot-tall monster that picked up a grizzly bear from off the ground. Right? And, and I'm supposed to believe that? I, I just... I couldn't get behind that. You know, the, the, the idea that this predator was, uh, this was his first hunt, and he's got to figure out the animals, uh, he's got to figure out what's lethal and, and what's worth hunting, right? He's got to figure out what, what he can go after, what would be an honorable kill. You know, the grizzly bear, obviously, it fucked him up, but he still killed that bastard. Or, and the, the snake that almost got him and could have killed him with its venom, um, the wolf that, that he kills, you know, uh, hey, these are all spoilers, you know, if you don't want to listen, stop now because I'm going to keep going. Um, you know, the, all, all that stuff that he did was kind of neat. What really bugged me the most was when they found that pistol. 
that was from uh, that Frenchman. Uh, so basically, that, so w really what that pistol was from, if you go back to the older stories, that pistol belonged to a pirate. Uh, that pirate was um, on a ship with a bunch of other pirates, and they had raided this city, and his, his crew had stole some gold from a church. And he's like, put that gold back, we're not stealing from a church. And they all got pissed. They said, we want this money. We're taking it. He said, no, you're not. I'm the captain. Do what I say. And they all mutinied. And when they mutinied, they were going to kill him, the captain. But then the predator showed up, and him and the predator both killed all the crew. And as the crew was dying, the predator faced off against the captain, but the captain was killed. And somebody shot the captain in the back. And as uh, they all were dying and the predators left alone, he got pissed because he wanted to take that trophy. He wanted to kill the captain. And the captain tossed him his pistol and said, take it. And that is what you hear in Predator 2. When Predator 2, he throws that pistol at Dan, Don, Donald, Danny, Danny Glover. When he throws that pistol at Danny Glover, he says, take it. And that's the same pistol that he got in the 1700s. So that Predator in Predator 2 is really fucking old. Well, now they just totally undermine all of that with this movie Prey. You don't know where that pistol came from. You know it was taken off of a dead man, but you don't know if that was his because you never hear his name. You don't know if he got that from someone else. So what What about all the rest of the stuff that was that was before? You guys aren't really building anything. That's been an issue with a lot of fucking movies here recently. They they keep starting over something, or they keep rebooting, or they keep redoing, or, and they don't they don't tie in some of the history. That's what fans want. All the nerds out there, all the people that read about this shit, they want you to to call back to some of the stuff from the books or other movies. That was so great about Lord of the Rings. People talk about that all the time. The freaking three hairs that she gave Gimli. Everybody like falls apart when you talk about that because it's it's a reference to the books that the movie is based on. And now Prey comes along and man, it's beautiful. It's got great cinematography. The combat scenes are cool, and it, and it gives you a, a a look into Comanche life. You know they got the body paint on and they uh, they pray over dead animals and stuff like that because they feel like everything has a spirit. You know it 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 gives you this insight into all that stuff. But then it's, it's like, man, I wanted you to make a Predator movie, not a new Predator movie. You know, you've done enough of that already with Adrian Brody and him and all those guys going off on the, the Predator planet and the new generation of Predators coming in, right? I, I, I'm a big Predator fan. This is something that's always been really uh, impactful to me. I, I love Predator stuff, if you haven't guessed. So I gave it a 7 out of 10, and I wrote a review on it on, online, and it was like, eh. Could have been better. You know, you, you didn't even have to make this a Predator movie. Like I said, you could have made it something like Revenant, where this Comanche lady is trying to prove herself as a valuable member of society, but instead you got her being the fucking war chief at the end of it. And I'm like, come on. Does that happen in Comanche society? Did it happen back then? You know, that's just... Come on. You can't sit here and try to tie in something that has cultural, historical significance... And then go that far off left field with it just because you're trying to be progressive and put out a progressive story. That, that shit didn't occur in the 17, 18, 1900s because that was the mindset then. You can't give me this story and say, well, some people were exceptions to the rule. Yeah, we know that. But 
when it comes to stuff like this, man, don't don't try to give me something that's a crowd appeasing, okay? You know, don't don't give me some 110 pound bitch that that's putting all these dots together right away. You know, what was so cool about Predator 1987 was that it was a team of commandos, and you had several guys that had experience in tracking and, and hunting people. These were commandos. They knew how to do this kind of stuff. And instead, you're trading all that experience and expertise for one person. And maybe she had a little bit of help from her brother, but for the most part, it was all her. You know? So, like, you, you had all these badass commandos trying to kill a predator, and only one of them lives. And then this predator shows up, kills a, kills a whole bunch of, you know, musket-toting Canadians and bow-wielding Indians, and I'm supposed to be impressed? No, I'm not impressed. He's got indestructible wrist blades and this fucking instrument on his arm that he can drop down, and it sets off bouncing Betty mines, right? And so <laughs> a shield that's impenetrable by, by modern technology and can cut through damn near anything, as you see in the movie. Like, he, he cuts into rock with that damn thing. So, uh, it's... Anyway... I, I was really bummed out that it could have been better. I wanted to watch it because, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Pre Predator. And I was really hoping something better was going to come out of this. They should have done the story of Greyback. Greyback was the one I was talking about from Predator 2 that had the pistol. He threw it to Danny Glover. They should have done his story. You know, if they just hadn't killed him. They could have maimed him like they broke off his tusk. He lost his arm. And if he had just lived, I may have been okay with that. And he would have kept the pistol. Right? You know, I mean, you could have you done that. And that would have tied in to Predator 2. He lives and makes it. And you see him in Los Angeles or wherever the fuck they were at in that movie. So, it's really, really a huge bummer. I'm seeing all these movies from my childhood. Excuse me. All these movies with subjects from my childhood getting made into stuff. And I'm just not impressed. I'm like, you, you had all these opportunities. All this money. All this talent come together. And you could have given me something better. But this is what you give me. Something that could have been Revenant, but it's Revenant with the Predator. God damn it. Anyway, uh, I personally would love to see a StarCraft movie get made. Um, my brother's always going to give me shit about that, but StarCraft has always been one of my favorite games, one of my favorite fictional universes. I would love to see that made into a show. I've tried talking about it on social media, but... You know, I'm not influential. Nobody's really paying attention to what I say on, online. So that would be awesome, though. That would be freaking dope. Anyway, I got to get back to this education shit. I got to get my assignments going, my reading done for the day. And that is going to be all from me. Thank you for tuning in. Maybe you don't feel the same way about Prey that I do or the Predator movies in general. Uh, if you don't, you can always talk to me about it. I'd love to hear your ideas. If not, well, tune in next time. I'll be once again live and ad-free on Southeast 3rd, John. Southeast 3rd. Southeast 3rd is the name of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to drink water, y'all. And take care of yourselves. And I am signing off.